Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on v It is another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It is your Tuesday crew live from downtown Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook Studios with the former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson, Matt Santos, our outstanding producer behind the glass. And the Denver Broncos, Mike, they are the gift that keeps on giving on primetime. One of your former three NFL teams, what what can you say for your former team oh, after man. yet another ridiculously horrific performance in primetime resulting in a 1916 loss in L.A. last night? There's so much to unpack here, but first of all, congratulations to the people that caught the four points. Uh, if you got in early, you caught more points. If you're like me and you do a, a former team teaser, uh, that cashes. So that's 2-1-0 on the year, by Show the way. off. <laughs> 2-1-0 uh, on the year, by the way, uh, a three-leg uh, former team teaser. Uh, with the Falcons, Seahawks, and, and the Broncos right there. So that wasn't really a sweat. Uh, I, I'm just flabbergasted with the state of affairs for the Broncos right now, uh, to be honest with you, uh, Ben. There is so much in this that I don't know if we have enough time to get to all of it. But uh, first of all, offensively, you you have – and I'll get to the, to the meat and potatoes of everything mm. right now. You, you have two offenses. You have a Hackett offense, and you have what Russell Wilson wants to do, offense. And they're trying to marry that, and it's not working. Uh, at some point, Hack is going to have to put the hammer down and say, you know what, Russell? I know you came here. I know we gave up a lot for you. I know we paid you. But we got to do what I want to do as a head coach because now I'm under fire. Uh, you know, you, you're good. You got guaranteed money. You're going to be here. I don't know if I'm going to be here anymore. Uh, so that's what's happening. Russell's got an office upstairs with the coaches. You saw the players separating themselves from the quarterback and, and the quarterback separating himself from the players there is so much going on with this football team right now, and it's not going in the right way, but uh, able to cash that ticket because of the layoff, uh, and you thought the familiarity, uh, this type of game, too, uh, it could be a one-possession game, and luckily for us uh, as betters, it was, a, it was a field goal game. It was never really in doubt, at least on the Denver side, mm-hmm. but that being set aside, you have Russell Wilson as a quarterback now. We're six weeks in, Mike. Right. Russell Wilson is 23rd in quarterback rating, 29th in completion percentage, bottom five as well in completions over expected, negative three, 26 out of the 32 qualified starters. Mm-hmm. And he is your second highest paid quarterback oh. in the NFL, leading an offense that over the last four games is tied for last in the NFL with 4.8 yards per play. If I were to tell you right now, Russell Wilson is a bottom 10 quarterback in the National Football League, what would you respond with? Um, I would shocked at it, to be honest with you, because you know, I, I think uh, the Denver Broncos didn't trade for that. Uh, but you got to consider what was going on with Russell Wilson when you made the trade. And, and I think the Denver Broncos were so thirsty for a quarterback, right, uh, that they didn't care. They overlooked mm-hmm. all the reasons why Seattle wanted to move on from Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, has separated himself from the Russell Wilson that made him an incredible football player. Now, I don't know if it's the celebrity side of things or not, the personality side of things or not, uh, but this guy is not even reading defenses, <laughs> Ben. I, I tweeted with uh, Sean King last night. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was about 653, 655. <laughs> timestamp. Yeah, yeah, I timestamped this thing because 
it was a critical moment in a football game and the coverage and everything, and you can see it. And he had a drag slant to the weak side where you had an outside receiver running a slant route, and then you had the inside receiver or tight end um, running a drag route to the flat. It was wide open for the first down. He's not even looking at that. And I'm like, that is basic day one stuff, right? I mean, I'm talking about back in OTAs. And so uh, what it presented to me and what I realized as I was watching that game is you got to hack it offense and what he wants to do. And you got a lot of things in the power that the Broncos have given Russell Wilson for him to do what he wants to do. And what he wants to do is certainly not working. And now what Hackett wants to do uh, is not working at all. It's like, well, and what is that? Is that hubris, lack of confidence? How do you get to that point? And we saw it on the replays right. too last night. Troy Aikman highlighting this where he mm -hmm. has guys just sitting wide open in zones on oh, third yeah. and shorts. And he's just looking all over the place. What is that from a quarterback? Well, I, I think it's you empower a guy like this and you're the Denver Broncos and you're such a needy franchise at the quarterback position and, and what has been for you in history with Elway uh, and certainly with Manning, you're thinking, okay, you're going to do that again. Uh, but the difference is, and I mentioned this on the network, Elway, when he got to and, and, and the Broncos traded for him, they had Dan Reeves already entrenched. They had a culture already established and, okay, Elway, you're going to be a part of this. We'll adapt to your skill set and we'll do all that. Same thing with Manning. I mean, you had Coach Fox there at the time, but Manning was bringing his offense and his philosophies, but yet you needed to coexist with that. And from a culture standpoint, it was already established where Hackett didn't establish anything. And now you have uh, Russell Wilson empowered uh, with an offense with the coaches upstairs. And it's like, what are you doing uh, as an organization, as a franchise? And uh, I came into the season saying that the Broncos were overrated one of my former teams, and uh, there's opportunistic times to bet on them, and, you know, advantageous times to bet on them. But uh, from what I see right now, I, I just don't know how they fix it, let alone um, get better from here. And you would also imagine, right, if you're a team that has so many issues passing the football mm -hmm. and you laid out everything on Russell Wilson in this Bronco offense, why not turn to running the ball? And that's where you've had other issues now compound themselves, where Javante Williams, the guy to start the season, is now out for the year with an injury. Melvin Gordon, the second running back, seemingly can't hold on to the football and now has zero trust from his coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Gordon last night, three carries for eight yards right. and looked as like he'd rather be getting his tonsils taken out at a <laughs> dentist's office, Mike, than be standing on the sidelines of an NFL game. So what do you do now when you don't have your two main running backs really as, a, as an option at this point? And yeah. that's, you know, that would be something that would certainly maybe help, right, alleviate the passing issues if you could at least establish a ground game? Yeah, I mean, you would like to think that they could fix it, right? I mean, those stats that we had up on the board are incredible, too, um, in terms of what the Broncos are and where they are right now as an offense. But can they turn to the running game? Not with this offensive line. Uh, they, they have Billy Turner, who you're familiar with out in Green Bay. Uh, he was once a Bronco, too. I mean, look at these stats, Ben. That's 28% on third down. That's a quarterback down. Uh, look at the red zone. Oh, and one. They had one attempt in the red zone, and now they had some big plays, and I get it. Russell Wilson leads the National Football League uh, in big play passes, uh, but that's out of necessity too, though. Uh, and conversely, look at what the defense was able to do uh, in the red zone and preventing touchdowns and, and, and really giving uh, you know, the Broncos an opportunity to win. So that locker room is divided. That team, you mm -hmm. see clicks on the sideline already. Uh, Troy Aikman, and here's – I think this is a pro tip. Early on, first segment. Let's go. <laughs> first segment. A block. <laughs> when you listen to people like Aikman and, and, and people, these commentators, they have production meetings with the staff and, and with the players. And we've all been a part of that as former players. And you go up to the production meetings, and then you give uh, all the information. You give some insight. Uh, and then they're going to create a narrative, and they're going to create storylines for you during a game, right? But when you give them false information, they're going to bury you too, though. Uh, and so if you listen carefully to Troy Aikman, I mean, that's a pro tip. There's, there's a lot of great information uh, with some of these commentators that you can extrapolate uh, and take away and file it away and use again uh, as a better. That's great because they are close to the sun and they're right. being told what the game plan at least ought to be. Mm -hmm. And if you see a deviation from that and you see correlated struggles, you'll see what we saw last night. And that was just burying these teams who have so little efficiency and look to be completely lost. That's a really good tip. I like it. We're coming out in the A <laughs> block with the that. Gate. <laughs> uh, and the running game, too, 4.3 yards per carry oh. last night with mm -hmm. a collection of backup running backs. Latavius Murray, the lead back last night for Denver.
what is maybe lost in the Monday night outcome, because you know, we're looking at this from a Denver perspective, mm-hmm. what, you know, when, where you can fix this from the Broncos at the same time, though, the LA chargers were so unconvincing in that game after coming off of a, a pretty extended layoff as well. These teams uh, enter in, you had Denver having the Thursday night game the previous week with time off chargers come in without a couple of offensive linemen. That was the big issue last night. Rashawn Slater out for the year, the left tackle and Corey Lindsley, the starting center out with an illness in that particular spot. But this is now back-to-back weeks where the chargers beat Cleveland on the last second where they win 30 to 28, need a missed field goal to win after Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth and one at his own 46 with under two minutes to go. And you have this game where it takes a muffed punt by Denver, a team who could not move the ball for two and a half hours of real time to win that game at home by three. Mm-hmm. And this was a team that a lot of people loved as a Super Bowl contender coming out of the AFC. They look so far from that right now. Right. And it probably gets lost a little bit in the shuffle because we can look to the Hackett Wilson issues in Denver. But what do you make of this Charger team and where they currently sit? Well, I, I totally agree with everything you just said about the Chargers. Um, but that to me uh, is in a rearview mirror. Uh, because I think out the front windshield, it's going to get better. Keenan Allen eventually is going to be on the field. Um, they want to throw the football. We know that. They sk- skewed it in terms of uh, pass-rush uh, ratio, uh, and we see Justin Herbert uh, wanting to throw the football. And they're highly comfortable calling a lot of plays that way. He threw it, what, 57 times uh, in the game. Uh, so once you increase your firepower, they've been decimated by injuries right there. Keenan Allen coming back, I think, is going to be helpful. But out the front windshield, um, I-, I think every game could be a struggle for the Chargers from a betting standpoint. So keeping that in mind, and, and I filed that away, uh, but can they find ways with that quarterback to win games and that defense as they get healthier? I, I think so. I mean, Bosa uh, was going to come back mm-hmm. probably in a critical part of the season. You never know what the Chargers could do, too, from a personnel standpoint. They could add. Uh, there's some players floating around uh, like, the L, uh, like the Rams did last year mm-hmm. and then certainly a year before at Tampa uh, when they added Gronk uh, along the way. I mean, teams like this, uh, what a chance to make some noise – uh, and get through the playoffs, they might be those teams that are buyers and looking for players to accumulate. You would think, especially on the offensive line, where mm-hmm. right. it looked like a varsity JV scrimmage. <laughs> it, did. it really did. Herbert had no chance <laughs> no. many of those drop Right, right. No, the screen game was working, though, and they can't run the ball like they want to. So you're right. I mean, they have to add an element of toughness uh, along with that offensive line. Two and four Denver, four and two LA Chargers, and a lot of combined dissatisfaction between those two fan bases and any betters who have been on those two teams, even though the Broncos do get the cash last night. We have a couple more teams, Mike. There's a lot of teams who have issues. We're going to talk about two more when we return. Saints and Cardinals square off on Thursday night football to begin the week. Will it be yet another disastrous primetime game for us as betters and viewers to watch? We'll get Mike's thoughts on that, and we'll figure out what is going on with Cliff Kingsbury and this Cardinal offense. We'll discuss next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare down the lombardi line Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. From two deeply flawed teams that competed last night on Monday Night Football in the Broncos and Chargers to two more flawed teams, Mike, (laughs) in the Saints and Cardinals who kick off Week 7 on Thursday Night Football. And there is a lot to unpack with the current state of the Arizona Cardinals. On the one hand, Arizona, hey, they get back their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He's back, baby. Six-game suspension in the rearview mirror. And since he went down in week 14 last season in a game on Monday night at the L.A. Rams, Arizona is 3-8 and eight mm-hmm. in his absence, averaging 19 points per game as opposed to 30 that they've scored with Hopkins, at least in the lead-up to his injury last season. So naturally, right, Hopkins is back. Cardinals should be good, right, Mike? Just lay the number and don't even worry about him. No, no, I wouldn't take that philosophy Not at all. Quite, no. <laughs> Not quite. I mean, what makes you say that? <laughs> he's a great player, though. He's going to upgrade uh, some situations out there. I mean, I think Kyle Murray, uh, he has a 50-50 option. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, what makes him so special uh, is how he challenges the ball uh, in traffic. Uh, and so as a quarterback, you're going to think that that player is open, even though he might look covered. We saw that last night with Justin Herbert, you know, avoiding some players because they appear maybe they're going to be covered. Maybe you're kind of gun shy that way too, throwing a football. Uh, I think Kyler Murray and how he wants to play and now with D-Hop back out there, uh, he's going to give uh, Hopkins a lot of chance, a lot of opportunities to make plays. Now, he is an upgrade too, but is that going to make this offense functional? At times, I, I, I think it will at times, but uh, it's all about situational football down the distance and, and then not starting slow. The problem for the Cardinals all year long has been the slow starts, uh, really. I, I think if you've been in tune with that, I mean, first half situations from a betting standpoint, uh, outstanding, right? Uh, I was on the six se- and zero. Oh, if you've bet first halves <laughs> against Arizona this right. year, it because, has been the best bet in the NFL outside of the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely, because of the slow starts, and and, and so now will DeAndre Hopkins kind of help that? I, I, I think at times, right? But uh, it's it's more than that. We'll get into it. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. The Cardinals are going to welcome him back into the building. He's been in the building. He hasn't been able to participate in group activities, but of course he's been working out uh, this part of the CBA. He's been working out. Uh, he's been in meetings and stuff like that. So uh, if he's in shape, he's going to be ready to go this week. It's like you get the one piece back, but when there's so many other issues, we kind of figured with the handicap for this team coming in, all right, if Arizona can at least just weather the early storm, mm. get to three and three, even two and four, you're not totally out of it. That's what Arizona is right now. But you look at all the other issues now, and it's even within the wide receiver room where 
Marquise Brown out six weeks. That report coming out yesterday with a foot fracture. Mm -hmm. You're now trading for a guy in Robbie Anderson, a wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers, who we last saw as this decade's Vernon Davis getting kicked off the field by his own coaching staff after getting into arguments on the bench on Sunday in the Carolina loss to the L.A. Rams. Then you have the head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who comes out in his press conference yesterday and says, maybe this is the time I give up my play calling duties. <laughs> hey, last time I checked, the whole reason Cliff Kingsbury was brought to Arizona as a head coach was because he is this dynamic offensive play caller quarterback type guru. What do you make of a coach saying something like that when there are zero other coaches on that staff with offensive play calling experience for this offense too. I mean, the whole reason Kingsbury is there because they wanted to draft Kyler Murray and he's the only guy familiar with this type of offense other than Lincoln Riley. They couldn't get Lincoln Riley though. All right. Uh, and, and so think about the next best thing for Kyler Murray, who you wanted to draft. You drafted Josh Rosen. Uh, oh, get rid of that game plan. Let's move on to this guy who's dynamic player and, and uh, in college, but he runs a specific offense very specific offense and there's not a lot of people out there that know uh, what this offense is all about uh now you couldn't get lincoln riley of course he's still in college but you got kingsbury i mean kingsbury was never a, a great play caller in college uh when he got the sc job uh talking about out there uh, in southern california with the trojans uh as the offensive coordinator i mean everybody was scratching their head why did they give him the offensive coordinator job he's not a good play caller but then Arizona jumps off the top rope and gives him the head coaching job in the National Football League. So I, I don't know what that means because he's not going to manage his staff. He has zero I, uh, I clue about what's going on with that defense because he's so invested on the offensive side of the ball. So as a head coach, you're going to give up play calling duties. What are you going to do? How are you going to make a difference uh, out there as a head coach? And he's not. Uh, so I, I think that was coach speak. Mm -hmm. He's not going to give up play calling duties. I mean, that's, that's what he does. Like what, the, what alternative is this? Right. That's all he can do, to be honest with you, and he stinks at it. And you think about the, the, some of the offshore books that we've seen that are in faraway places. You mm -hmm. think about next coach fired odds, which are, again, not bettable here and in regulated markets. Now that Matt Rule is out for Carolina, Cliff Kingsbury in those markets is the favorite is to be really? the next coach gone. There have been the rumblings, and, you know, again, these are in rumor mill. We don't okay. really know how much – meat on the bone there is here that if the Cardinals look bad again at home this Thursday where they've lost eight straight games dating back to last season at State Farm Stadium in Glendale Kingsbury could be on the chopping block well you buy into that at I, all? I'm not I, I'm cautiously buying into it because I mean anything and everything can happen I mean owners they're billionaires they can fire somebody if they want to um, but here's from a business standpoint Kime got an extension the GM who hired Kingsbury uh, Kingsbury got an extension and then now we just, the offseason, Kyler Murray got an extension. All three of those guys have the same agent. So, to me, they held the ownership, the Bidwells, hostage and said, look, we're all a package deal here. Uh, now, are you going to get rid of all three? I mean, that would just decimate your franchise if you did something like that, right? Uh, so, I, I think Kingsbury has a longer leash than, than, than the betting market is suggesting mm -hmm. right now. And the reason we bring that up, though, do you think about the context of this current NFC where outside mm -hmm. of Philadelphia at the top, we'll do a full futures discussion a little bit later in the show, but outside of that one team, you could make a case for five, six different teams being the second best in the NFC, right. and we've continued to ask ourselves the question, which seven teams are making it out of the NFC? So you could make a case, right? All right, so just cut bait with Kingsbury if it's clearly not working early, this early in the season. And you at least have a quarterback in Kyler Murray who you're wanting to build around. You have your top wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins coming back. You at least have a rush defense that's top 10 in the NFL, even if there are some other issues on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. That's, I would imagine, where some of that momentum is coming from. Just, yeah. the, just the case that the season is still young and there is a potential. If you're an NFC team, you could still get hot late and right. find your way in the playoffs. Right, and we've seen that the last couple of years from NFC teams. They got hot late. They've uh, accumulated. They've added along the way. I mean, you think about the Cardinals. They just added DeAndre Hopkins from suspension. Uh, and, and so that's going to be floated in the building. Hey, look, we're, we're upgrading our roster. We've had injuries, too. Uh, oh, we're going to be healthy. Uh, you know, and, and they're coming off a playoff appearance last year, right? And, uh, I mean, you think about that uh, in, in terms of what the Cardinals and where they are. I don't know if that ownership is ready to knee-jerk because I think that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And then who's going who's gonna to support Kyler Murray, though? Like, 
he, he can't evolve into a different quarterback. He, he's specific for this style of offense, and uh, that's the problem. You, you, you put yourself in a corner. The Cardinals have clearly put themselves in a corner, uh, and the only way they can fix it is, is if Kyler Murray can evolve and be better, Kingsbury can evolve and be better, right. or you add with personnel. And, and I, from a free agency standpoint, I mean, I don't know how you add in personnel to upgrade that roster at this point. We've seen the market come against Arizona this week as you have a couple of two and four teams going at it. This opened around two, Arizona laying it at home against New Orleans, down to market-wide one and a half here on the Saints. And there are issues on the New Orleans side, oh, two at two and four, where head coach Dennis Allen comes out yesterday and says he is not going to commit to a quarterback for this week, whether that is Andy Dalton, whether that is Jameis Winston. If you look at the numbers, Dalton's been much better. Dalton 15th in quarterback rating, 14th in EPA per play. Winston 28th in rating, 29th in EPA per play, albeit playing through injury. And with wide receivers Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry expected to miss yet another week. If you're consultant Mike Pritchard into the year of Dennis Allen in New Orleans, what are you telling him to do this week? Well, Jameis, I think Dennis Allen has mismanaged the whole situation with Jameis at the beginning. Uh, you know, when Jameis broke his back, uh, why is he out there? And then it led to the foot injury. And, and so you had a quarterback that's often injured anyway, and he wasn't playing well. He wasn't playing well enough. And, uh, okay, you won a game against Atlanta, and, you know, you, you had chances to win games too when Jameis made some plays in the fourth quarter. But from the offense, it's evolved because you've inserted Taysom Hill too now. So you're back to that creativity. Uh, and that's been working a little bit. Andy Dalton uh, is not a guy driven by ego in which that's going to get in the way of creativity, whereas Jameis, you wonder, can you put Taysom Hill in at quarterback and and put him out there as a wide receiver decoy, and okay, mm -hmm. is he going to be okay with that? And, and I don't know if, if Jameis uh, has presented himself okay to be okay with that. How long in this game until we get the Al Michaels Snyder mark of, oh, this would be a great sixth early game on Fox <laughs> this week. <laughs> I give it like the 11-minute mark in the second okay, quarter. Right? It's going to be a terrible game. I, teasing New Orleans up would be the only way I'd look here. Okay. You get through the key numbers of three and seven. But, yeah. man, if you're telling me you know anything about what these teams are going to do, uh, yeah, you're, right. you're not fooling anybody. That's how, true. Can, how can you possibly yeah. know what these teams are going to do? When we return, there's a very interesting trend on teams approaching a bye week. We'll get Mike Pritchard's thoughts on that and apply it to this week in the NFL when we return. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. And if you haven't subscribed yet, VEASAN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VEASAN has to offer, including our 24-7 live shows and subscriber-only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Great rest of the Tuesday show on tap for you here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Will Hill, our VEASAN contributor, joins us in about 15 minutes. And Josh Applebaum, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets in the Market Insights podcast. He'll stop by at 1.30 on the East Coast. Mike, we look at a very particular system in the NFL that has actually proven to be quite profitable mm -hmm. if you've been betting it so far that is teams going into their bye week the game's right before a bye we've had eight of these instances so far and those specific teams seven and one against the number going into the bye week as we unpack whether that is a trend to actually follow going forward or just a weird statistical anomaly we'll start with this is there a difference from when you played because you can actually answer this is it a different feeling in the locker room or a different mentality when you know you've got a bye week coming up? Well, before I answer that, I, I think today's NFL player, they look forward to time off. Yeah. We know that to be true, right? Uh, there's no more two-a-days. Uh, I mean, there's seldom work in offseason other than workouts and, and, and stuff like that. But there's incentives, I think, with bye weeks. And, and so pulling back the curtain, when I played, obviously you get an extra day or two off. Um, and maybe that's an incentive if you win. Uh, if you lose, okay, you know what? We're going to come back to work, and, and we're not going to have that uh, extra day or extra time off, if you will. So uh, I, I don't think that's changed. I, I think still going into bye weeks, uh, coaches are trying to reward teams or players with, with extra time off uh, going into that bye week if they get the dub, if they get the win. 
so there is an added incentive there. Um, uh, you're as a player, you're looking forward to that time off. You're looking forward to some rehab time too to recoup. But uh, the effort is going to be ramped up because you know you're not playing a game the next week, mm -hmm. just mentally. Like, well, okay, I got one game to focus in on. I'm not focusing on after this yet, uh, other than get my body right, and my mind right uh, again. So uh, I think there is something to this this year uh, because there's no denying that. Uh, seven on one ATS this season so far, and great job by Matt, our producer, because I, I don't think as a better you can deny that, right? And, and and if you take into account today's NFL player, they love time off, <laughs> uh, and, and so yeah, I mean obviously there's some incentives in place uh, for a lot of these teams. You can't deny those numbers, but mm -hmm. I would also counter to say that's a very small sample size. Sure. And let's just break down the four teams we just saw this mm -hmm. past week. Buffalo and Kansas City played the most highly anticipated game of the NFL season. There was, there was no ever, there was never a possibility that Buffalo was getting up for that game more just because they had a bye week coming up. Same thing would be said for Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Home divisional game on a Sunday night as an undefeated team against your big rival in Dallas with a backup quarterback coming to Philly. They smelled blood in the water. Clearly, they were going to get up for that game no right, matter what. Right. Rams won in spite of themselves on Sunday against a Carolina team that is pretty much a collection of skin and bones at this point. Yeah. And the Rams tried everything in their power to lose that game down seven at 10, seven at the half mm -hmm. had to rally as double digit favorites in that game to win. And you think about the other team in that instance, Minnesota gets a combination second and third string quarterback on the road in Miami gets out gained by double, right? Gets out first downed by more than double. Mm -hmm and needs a three to nothing turnover margin to come from behind and win that game in Miami. So if you look at those four instances in particular, Mike, it's hard for me to put much stock into that trend when I think about the context that we saw in week six. Right, right. Can I counter to your yes, counter? Yes, please, please. <laughs> I'm going to counter to counter your to counter. The counter. Uh, because, you know, just from the player's point of view on that, it's like you don't have to worry about getting up for another game that following week, though, right? Say, look at the Raiders. They weren't. They were solely focused on the Chiefs, and I think they played their best game of the year, uh, even though they couldn't execute uh, in, in a critical situation late in the game. But the fallout was obviously okay. You you have a, a week uh, to heal from that, right? And so, but mentally, you're not. You weren't preparing for a game again, uh, because we talk about letdown spots all the time here at Beeson. Uh, whereas you go into these spots, the Eagles, prime example, wasn't like the cleanest game out there. I mean, the Cowboys and, and they they. Uh, faced an opponent that was different all year than the Eagles have faced. And, but they didn't have to, you know, the situation, and, and you didn't have to worry about that, right, uh, the week after. Uh, so for as far as getting up, even Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo went through a gauntlet to start this season. Uh, and then, yeah, it culminates with that big game against the Chiefs, but yet mentally you're not there anymore. We see this in baseball where, you know, you can win – uh, a wild card situation or a divisional situation. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, you're popping champagne and you're celebrating like there's no tomorrow, right? But even though you still have the NLDS and, and the ALDS, but, um, I, I, or, or, or CS. And so it's right. like, um, I, I think mentally it, it allows a player to get to that spot to where, okay, I'm not worried about getting up for another game that following week, though. And at least I'm sure the celebrations in the baseball postseason were one of the more bizarre things for you to watch as <laughs> yes. a former player. Like, what are we doing? The job isn't done here. Right. I, the, and I, I look at all of those situations, and that, that's why, to me, and we picked apart the, the four games in week six, mm -hmm. I don't believe there's much to this. But you, okay. you, clearly under, you clearly feel like, from the player's perspective, there's definitely at least – there's definitely some sort of additional element that goes into that. I just – and I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if that's enough – to say, all right, I'm just going to start blindly backing right. these teams going into a bye week. That's the thing. I, yeah. you, all the points you make are completely valid, and you know because you played. I don't know if that's really enough, though, to say, all right, let me just blindly back Kansas City now heading into a bye week. Kansas City goes to San Francisco, mm -hmm. and the Chiefs are getting money in the market. Chiefs open minus one on the road. They're up to minus three at the Niners. Maybe the Chiefs are the right side, but it's more about the additional context in that game specifically. San Francisco might be without seven defensive starters from two weeks back. Mm -hmm. When you think about all the guys who were injured in the Atlanta game this past week, seven players leave that game in an upset loss to the Falcons. Now you come home right. after a long extended sure. trip to the East Coast and you face a Kansas City team who just played a back and forth coin flip game against the Super Bowl favorites. 
That's why you would bet Kansas City. To me, it's not, oh, well, Kansas City has a bye week, so surely they'll get up for this game. Right. I mean, just taking Kansas City in, in mind here, and you're right, don't blindly go out and bet. I mean, this we're off to a great start from an ATS standpoint, 7-1. Maybe you need some more sample size, but pointing this out, it, it's undeniable uh, that I, I think you take a second look at it. Just don't bl- blindly bet right. it. Uh, and great recommendation by you right there. But consider the Chiefs from the emotional roller coaster. They get up, they get sky high for Tampa. Uh, and then the Raiders almost beat them after that. I don't know if it was a letdown spot. Maybe the energy uh, in the building, uh, Arrowhead, maybe that bad call on roughing the passer kind of revved up the crowd. And uh, the Chiefs were able to uh, feed off of that, certainly in the second half, uh, as they had a better game. But now they go on a road after losing to Buffalo that way. It's like a roller coaster for that football team, right? It's a tough four-week stretch you're talking four about. four-week stretch, right? And you're 23rd right now on an EPA per play allowed basis as a defense, mm-hmm. even though most of the general narrative has been, is this really as an explosive offense as the Chiefs were in the past with Tyree Kill as a wide mm-hmm. receiver? Even though Kansas City, they still are tied for the league lead in explosive pass plays this year. So the stats don't necessarily say that they've fallen off, but – from the eye test, what do you think on that offense when you watch it? Well, I, I think it's still a work in progress because they're still evolving the offense from uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, and I think a lot of people saw this highlight of it with Juju Smith-Schuster uh, and, and that little slant pass there. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill would have taken that to the house. That's that's the difference, right? That that goes for a big play and you're stopped. Right, it still counts as an explosive play, it's, just it, it, it wasn't it, six. It wasn't <laughs> what Tyreek Hill would turn that yeah. into, though, right? And, and there's a number of plays out there, actually, uh, for Kansas City that way. Uh, and But so they're different. Uh, and and I, I think as betters, we got to view them that way. But from an emotional standpoint, I think Kansas City feels like they could use a buy, <laughs> you know, after these teams in this gauntlet. That's a totally valid point. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Don't blindly bet it. But it is outstanding that Matt, uh, our producer, was able to point that out and, uh, and, and realizing that. This is stuff that I file away, though, uh, because the mental part of this game uh, a lot of times is more important than the physical part. We, the other team in this position for week seven is the Chargers, who we just mm-hmm. talked about to begin the show, coming on a short week after Monday night and the overtime win over Denver. We have seen, as I check the updated numbers here, we have seen the money come to Seattle and an adjustment on this. This opens seven to seven and a half, depending on the book for L.A., down at most places to six and a half here. Yeah. And Seattle does have some momentum. Who would have thought Seahawks are three and three right now, playing hard for Pete Carroll, even down at BetMGM. They're one book who has dropped this all the way to six here. Uh, at least on the Chargers laying less now than a full touchdown. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, just the game last night, you got a short week, too, and uh, they didn't look that great. Uh, More injuries, too, uh, if you think about uh, where the Chargers are and uh, are they going to get Keenan Allen? I mean, obviously, he's a big part of what they want to do or what they need to do offensively. Uh, I mean, Sertan shut down Mike Williams, and uh, the Chargers really didn't have any other options, even though they threw the ball 57 times. Think about that. Uh, not a lot of options out there, but yet they still threw the ball that many times. It's wild to think about. Mm-hmm. And what will the offensive line look right. like right. for a Charger team that had two of their normal starters out in that game last night? When we return, Will Hill, our outstanding VEASAN contributors, joins. He has some early Week 7 thoughts. Will stops by as we continue this edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM from downtown Las Vegas. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're listening to the lombardi line on vsin with ben wilson and mike pritchard Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet. Yeah, those are back, Mike. On any NBA game, if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. As we welcome you back to the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Just a quick recap of our pro tips. There are multiple right. for our number one. Mike, you were talking earlier, looking at if you are listening to NFL game broadcasts, you can mm-hmm. a lot of times pick up from the broadcasters themselves, notably the analysts, on whether a team is actually going by the script following their game plan because of the intel they have, which is something that most people probably wouldn't think about. That was showcased last night by Troy Aikman. So a very yeah. good pro tip by you there. Right, because you know a lot of times we're at Circa watching a game and, okay, one game sound is on, but uh, you got to factor in the analysts too, though. Like, Troy Aikman is reliable. Uh, you know, people that have been in a position long enough um, to where they can get away with stuff, uh, they're reliable from an analyst standpoint, right? Like, Herb Street, from a pro football standpoint, no, not no. so much. College football, yeah, but... Um, That's another great semi-distinction, too. Right, right, right. Depending on the analyst, too. Depending on the analyst, So factor that in as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, My pro tip, I guess we have two pro tips this hour here. We just talked about this in our last segment. For trends in the NFL, pay attention to them. Don't bet them blindly. Make sure you apply context to every single situation you're looking at where there is a trend to back up a certain amount of data. Uh, So we had the 7-1 and mark for those teams against the spread coming into their bye week. Don't blind that blindly or mm-hmm. bet that blindly but mm-hmm. make sure to look at the context behind those specific matchups again we have at least one pro tip an hour across all of our shows if you are a pro subscriber check all those out at vsin.com one of our great vsin contributors he joins us every tuesday on the show he is will hill from rainy new york where they rain out that uh, that game last night between the guardians and yankees upsetting all of us wanting to watch some playoff baseball but fear not we've got nfl thoughts from will as we welcome him in right now give will a follow at not the Will Hill. Uh, Will, we take a look at the early card here for week seven and think about how some of the lines are starting to move. 
very interesting spot for the New York Giants, who have become uh, the darling of the early NFL season at 5-1. and one. Now taking on Jacksonville this week. What do you make of the matchup? And can Dable's guys make it 6-1 and one in his first seven games? Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned the Yankee game last night. It was raining, but it was also raining money because they kept charging for beer and parking, and uh, they got to keep all that money. So uh, it's good to be an owner of a team. But, yeah, it's an interesting match up here with the Giants and the Jaguars. Almost feels like you're walking into a trap because you have a 5-1 and one team against a 2-4 and four team, and you're getting a field goal with the 5-1 and one team. Um, you know, that's always dangerous. That's kind of the market telling you who, think you think, you know, who they think is going to win this game. Uh, I'm on the Giants, though. I'm going to take the field goal. I don't give the Jags much for home field. I think these teams are about dead even. So uh, you can have a situation here where you're getting a field goal in a game that's pretty even, not much of a home field. I'm going to I'm gonna hopefully not walk into the trap here, but I'm going to take the Giants here plus the three. And, hey, if you like them to win this week, uh, Dable, if he's going to get this team to six and one, they still have two games against Washington. They still play Seattle. They play the Texans. They play the Lions. They're probably going to get the 10-11 wins. Uh, Dable's going to have a good chance to coach of the year. I, I know Sirianni's probably going to go like 14-3, and 15-2. That might be a concern uh, if you have Dable tickets. But, hey, you can take Dable. I think he's plus 650 uh, some of the markets. And just take Sirianni, who's still plus money. And that's really your only concern here because if Dable gets this team into the playoffs, he's going to have a great chance to win coach of the year. You know, Will, uh, this next game, uh, Indy and Tennessee, very important uh, to talk about here because it's a game October 23rd. And we're approaching that point where these games are going to be pivotal. Uh, very important situations when it's going to determine perhaps divisions uh, and start to uh, see teams kind of separate themselves and prime themselves uh, for that playoff run or push to make the playoffs. And uh, you got the Colts here on the road uh, as a dog. Uh, I'm seeing threes, uh, uh, two and a halfs uh, as well. Uh, what do you make of this game and betting this game? I like the Colts, and you mentioned the number. The number is key. I, I like Indy here. There's some threes out there. There's some two and a half that are like even money. So I'm okay buying up the three, laying the dollar twenty. Really similar to the Giants and the Jags, where I just make these two teams pretty much even in terms of the power rankings. You give the Titans maybe a point and a half for home field. Uh, I think that's like a point and a half of value at a key number of three. Colts have some revenge from playing the Titans. Remember, these teams we met two or three weeks ago. So it's funny. The Colts usually these division games are slanted towards the end of the season, sort of backloaded. The Colts will be done with the Titans for the season after this week. They're already done with the Jags. They already played the Texans. So weird how these division games are already front-loaded. This is a huge game for in the AFC South. But I just think getting a field goal here with two dead-even teams, uh, Colts looking for some revenge here. I like the field goal. I like Indy here plus the points. One more game on the Week 7 card for you, Will, that you're already looking for some value at. We saw Chicago and New England open minus six for the pass, quickly bet up here. New England minus eight now across the market. Profiles is probably the teaser leg of the week, but you have an interest in the total here, sitting around 39 and a half. What's your angle there? Yeah, I mean, we don't even need to work. We can just bet these unders and, and basically retire. These unders have done so well uh, so far in the NFL. Uh, this, this, to me, is just a dead under. I think the, the Bears are going to have a hard time cracking double digits. Fields is a flawed player. He hangs onto the ball too long. If there's one thing Belichick does, it's make you play to your weakness. And, boy, the Bears have a lot of weaknesses on offense. So I thought about just taking the, Bear, the, the game team total under 39.5, which I, I will do. Probably the better bet. I think it's 14.5 for a team total with the Bears. I just don't see the Bears getting more than, like, 10, 13 points. I'll bet the under 39 and a half. I'll bet the Bears team total under. My concern here with the under is maybe you get a pick six for Fields that you know, Belichick and Joe Fields look he hasn't seen before and, and run one back uh, and get a defensive score. So maybe defensive score is worth the play in this game. But to me, I think New England, Belichick, they come out and say, hey, let's just not lose the game. We have a rookie quarterback. Let's not turn it over. We can be conservative. As long as we get to 17, 20 points, the Bears have no chance of, of winning this game. This is going to be uh, boy, we've had some, some losers here on, on these primetime games. This probably won't be a very exciting game, but I could only look right. forward to the under and probably better off just going Bears team total under here. And so, I'm curious what the Patriots will do with Zappi now. There's, there's some reports I don't think I saw today that uh, Mac Jones is happy with the offense, with putting Patricia as offensive coordinator. I wonder if, if Zappi can keep his job here and be in play for the offensive rookie. It's a fascinating that question to, to try to <laughs> decipher as we yeah, continue. Rookie yeah. of the year, perhaps. I think that's what you just said, Will, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a weird season for the rookie of the year where you don't have a quarterback that's playing every week. So 
uh, you know, he could win it as long as he gets the reps. Mm. We'll see. Oh, and yeah. we, we get to see Will, uh, right? Yes. We saved the view <laughs> of Will for the end. Uh, so Bears, Patriots under 39 and a half, looking at Giants plus three against the Jaguars, and then Colts just looking to see where this uh, number is, as we've seen this move throughout the morning here, up mm -hmm. to still minus two and a half now. You are catching a full three open Tennessee minus one and a half there. So you can catch the full field goal guys. with the Colts. All right, Will, great to chat with you. Give him a follow at not the Will Hill. We will catch up with Will uh, every single Tuesday here on the show. Again, those are the three plays from Will Colts plus the three at Tennessee. You have the Giants plus the plus the three at Jacksonville and then Patriots Bears under 39 and a half. We were talking about right. this off air where mm -hmm. we sometimes fall into that trap, Mike, where we've gotten six games of a sample size and we tend to think, all right, we know what these teams are. Mm -hmm. But in the case of a team like Indianapolis, who had so many new moving parts highlighted by a first-year quarterback coming in in a new system in Matt Ryan after being in Atlanta for all those years. Is there something to be said for these teams maybe being a little bit undervalued when they get off to slow starts where it was kind of always baked in that there would be some of those early growing pains? Yeah, I mean, the Colts uh, evolving, changing themselves, uh, the Titans evolving, changing themselves uh, as they traded A.J. Brown too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're completely correct there. Uh, it's like the Titans went all in last year. Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, yeah. A.J. Brown. Okay, we surrounded Tannehill with all these players. Let's go for it. It didn't work out. Julio obviously hurt a lot. Uh, offensive line uh, uh, situations right there. And then the Colts, they bring in two quarterbacks that started in the Super Bowl after getting rid of Carson Wentz. And are you thinking, okay, with that offensive line, uh, the Colts probably look pretty decent uh, from a future standpoint. But uh, I, I love the fact that Will Hill has focused in on this game because this is a, an important game. He, he's, he mentioned it. Uh, you think about who you've already played within that division, uh, and now you can really start to separate yourself. And uh, there's a number of divisions still up for grabs right now. This certainly is one of them. Very, very important game uh, coming up on October 23rd. We will talk some division, conference, even Super Bowl futures in our next hour. I just couldn't believe it was stupefying having <laughs> bet on Jacksonville. I at least had them in a teaser, so it got home on Sunday. But mm -hmm. the third best pass defense in the league right. against Matt Ryan, who had been a bottom six quarterback by every metric. Ryan throws 59 times for 389 yards, 42 completions and three touchdowns. Yeah. It's just mind-blowing. But maybe, as you're pointing out, you should expect those sorts of things to happen throughout the course of an NFL yeah. season. Either way, we're an hour into the books here on the Lombardi line. When we return, a new edition of Right Route, Wrong Route with a former wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 